This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Listener discretion is advised as some cases contain graphic content. We mean no disrespect to anyone we discuss in this podcast except our exes. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty. However, we will be expressing our personal opinions. Buckle up, buttercup. Hey guys, it's me, Cynthia. And I'm Wes, and this is Love and Luminol, a true crime podcast. Yay, and this week uh, you take the, you drive, you take the reins. I'm going to try. <laughs> Let me make sure I got everything here. Oh, he's got it's a new for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but today we are doing Chris Benoit. I've been saying I'm going to do it for a while. I figured we'll just knock it out. Um, We're away from home right now. So it's a little weird, a little different. (laughs) But, uh, yep, we're going to try to do it. So Chris Benoit, here we go. Yeah, let's go. So, do you know anything about Chris Benoit? Uh, he's a wrestler. Wrestler. Seen WWF. Uh, when it was WWF, uh, yeah. I was like, I used to watch a lot of WWF. Yeah. It's, younger. So, it's WWE now, but um, yeah, he was in it when it was WWF. He was also in a lot of different companies, but um, he was very big, uh, very famous uh, during his time, but uh, tragic story. So, mm. we'll get into it. All right. Ready? Yeah. Let's see. All it. right. So Chris Benoit was born, uh, let's see, 52167 and grew mm-hmm. up in Alberta, Canada. I'm Canadian. Yep. He is Canadian. Um, he uh, idolized a lot of other Canadian wrestlers, uh, including uh, Dynamite Kid. Um, and he actually, when he started wrestling, originally used the name Dynamite in his name. So it was Dynamite Chris Benoit. Because <laughs> he liked him so much. Um, he also did a lot of the similar moves, um, snap suplex and uh, diving headbutt from the top rope, which was Dynamite Kid's stuff too. Oh. So he kind of uh, modeled himself after him since he liked him so much. Um, but uh, he trained uh, in Canada with uh, Stu Hart in the Hart Family Dungeon, which I'm not sure you're aware of who that is, but that is no. the father of Brett and Owen Hart. Oh, I know them. So um, he he trained in the, their family um, gym. They call it the Dungeon. The Dungeon. <laughs> but uh, Stu, Stu is well known for training wrestlers. Um, a lot of big wrestlers were trained by him. So, yep. Uh, so he definitely got a uh, good education in yeah, wrestling from say. that family. Um, he ended up actually um, signing to Stu Hart's um, wrestling organization as well. So it, before WWE or WWF oh and all that guys, stuff, yeah. there was the smaller like local ones. And um, Stu ran one in Canada. It was called Stampede mm. Wrestling. <laughs> and uh, Stampede. Yeah. Chris Benoit was on that sh- uh, circuit with them and uh, traveled and did shows with them. Uh, no, was Brett and Owen around the same time? Were they in there? I think they had moved past that and went on to bigger things. So they were but, ahead of him. But that's where they all kind of came oh. from. Um, he was married um, to uh, Martina, a woman named Martina, and they had mm. two children. Uh, David in uh, 1993 and Megan in 1997. They eventually were divorced. So I'm just prefacing that they ha- he had other kids. Oh. Okay. Because so okay. the, the kids in the future are important in this story, but th- those kids were not living in the household oh, later in life. Active members. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he, after Stampede, um, he moved on to WCW Wrestling, which was quite big in the 90s. Uh, they were the ones that were giving the uh, biggest competition to WWF at the time. Oh. Um, and this is a picture of Chris in WCW. Oh. As you can see, he's very built, big shoulders, big neck. Say little head big. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> neck and shoulders. Yeah. Um, when he was in WCW, um, he met a female wrestler, also 
a manager. She's a, a wrestler and a manager. Managers like the people that would walk other wrestlers down to the ring and like stand yeah. outside of the ring and like if they were a bad guy, they like help them cheat and stuff. Yeah. So she was a wrestler and a manager. Uh, her name was Nancy uh, Tofanoni, I believe is how it's pronounced. No. Tofanoni. Mm-hmm. Um, she was born in uh, May 17th, 1964. Oh, birthdays close together. They are. Um, and she was married at the time to another wrestler. Huh? His name was Kevin Sullivan. Um, he was very well known in... Um, WCW background stuff. He was also he was a wrestler, but he was also a booker. A booker is the person who um, sets up the matches, uh, sets up the storyline, kind of writes. Oh god! Yeah, that's not someone I'd want to be. <laughs> for those <laughs> for those of you wife. who think, for those of you who don't know how wrestling works, um, wrestling is not just two guys getting the match and let's see who wins. Like they obviously know who's going to win before they walk in the ring. Um, it's all kind of planned out, but it's a show. Um, so as a booker, you would say, okay, this person and this person are going to have a match together. Here's how it's going to go. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. You're going to play up this kind of a storyline. And then this person's going to win at the end. And then we just continue that storyline. It's oh. like episodic, like um, like a TV show. You know, they write episodes. So yeah. each match or each feud has a, a continuing storyline that can go weeks. Um, he was married. They, they were married. Nancy and Kelly, Kevin were married. The guy. Um, but they were also um, part of a wrestling group. Him and a bunch of other people that worked together. Um, they had like, um, a persona together, like a gang or a group. Judgment Day? Yeah, kind of like Judgment Day. Um, a group of wrestlers together that, you know, they're all part of the same clique. Gang, yeah. Yeah. Um, their theme was like a satanic cult. Oh. When they came to the ring. Uh, and Nancy's, uh, Nancy's name was Fallen Angel. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, she eventually changed it to just Woman. (laughs) want some clarification I guess (laughs) but uh, during their time at WCW Nancy ended up uh, managing other wrestlers as well um, during this time and uh, the storyline that Kevin wrote for her was they broke up and she started jumping from guy to guy managing these other wrestlers oh Um, and again they're still married yeah this is just kind of storyline um, oh. as they go on, um, Kevin decides he wants the storyline to go that Nancy is now with Chris Benoit and not only is she managing him, but they have an affair. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin wrote this, like, this is he not like, it? yeah, that he wrote this storyline. Oh man. Um, he set himself up for failure probably. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the, the, the theme with this. It's oh, no. interesting. So um, while they're um, in this storyline together, they're forced to spend a lot of time together. And they're supposed to play off that they're having an affair in the storyline. So they're always around each other. They're, you know, up against each other. Like, you know. How do they not figure it out? How do I people mean, not assume that Kevin, you know, like if it's all over TV and everybody knows about it? Yeah. So how are they not thinking he don't know? <laughs> I mean, well, what what it is is eventually they did. Uh, oh. Like the, it wasn't just a, a fake storyline. They oh. actually started having a real affair. Oh no! Why <laughs> the guy writes his storylines? That's that's the that's the running joke oh. in the wrestling industry is that. At that time, Kevin booked his own essential divorce because yeah. this led to their divorce. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so in wrestling, he booked his own divorce. Oh, no. But, oh, um, yeah. He hates his job. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn. I don't know. That, I, I find that odd. Like, you, you set up this whole storyline and then... It actually comes true. I like, it actually yeah. happens. I was like, I literally put them together. 
I, I mean, set that up together. It's it would be the same thing as like a director casting his wife in a movie, but there's a sex scene, right? Yeah. And then la- like later on, the person she has a sex scene with, they actually have an affair. Yeah. That'd be kind of what happened. So it's it, they're supposed to be oh. acting, but it went far. <laughs> oh no. Um. Eventually, like I said, uh, Kevin and uh, Nancy got a divorce. She was with Chris now. Um, they eventually had a son together. Did she have any kids with Kevin? No. No. Oh, okay. No. So just Chris. not that I'm aware of. I don't. I don't believe so. But in um, 2000, February of 2000, uh, they had a son together named Daniel. Uh, and then later that exact same year, um, they got married. Oh. So. Oh, Nancy yeah. Benoit. <laughs> She's now known as Nancy Benoit mm-hmm. in this story. So I will not be referencing her maiden name anymore. <laughs> it's a lot easier since I know Benoit. I know the name, how to pronounce it. Um, but um, after they were married, um, I'd say about three years later, in 2003, um, she started telling her family and friends that Chris was controlling and abusive, and she filed for a divorce and a restraining order against Chris. Jesus, she went uh, out. Oddly enough, she made these exact same claims about Kevin. Oh. So we're not, yeah, so I'm not 100% sure. Um, Mm. When we get to the end of the story, you can make your own conclusions about that. But um, after a few months, she actually ended up dropping both the restraining order and the divorce and stayed with him. Yeah. Was he on the up and up? <laughs> no. Is that what about the time he moved to the big, big guys? Um, I mean, WCW was big time at that time. Yeah. So, I mean. Is she like, I'm out. And then they're like, hey, you want to go to WWF? She's like, I'm in. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think that's the case. Um, I think they probably just got into some arguments and mm-hmm. yeah. So during that exact same time, uh, Chris, uh, one of Chris's best friends who was also a wrestler passed away. Oh. Um, his name is Eddie Guerrero. Oh, Eddie. Eddie and Chris met in WCW years and just kind of built a really close friendship and they were best friends. Um, you would know Eddie because of, uh, Judgment Day, which you just mentioned, um, the youngest member of Judgment Day, who is um, Rey Mysterio's son, Mm -hmm. plays... Dom Dom. Yeah, his name is Dominic Mysterio, but he plays up to the fact that he believes that Eddie Guerrero is his real dad, because he he (laughs) Uh does like moves like Eddie Guerrero and like does little mannerisms that make you... He does it on purpose, though. But Eddie slap toward Ray. Yeah, it's a it's a slap (laughs) towards his dad because that's their storyline, too. (laughs) Anyway, um, Eddie um, died in his hotel room um, from heart failure failure. Can't even speak heart failure uh, from a previously unknown health issue. Oh, Um, Eddie's nephew Chavo was there in the hotel with him um, and saw everything relate it to Chris what happened Chris was devastated became very depressed and started alienating himself from friends and family Um, he became distant at work was missing events becoming late all the time Mm. just having a lot of problems you take up drugs Um, not that I'm aware of that sounds like a it it was mostly he was just so close to him yeah, it was depression. It's like it sounds like an addiction thing too. I mean, it, it could have been, but we'll kind of go into that a little bit later as oh, far as drugs or anything like that. Um, so he um, the, again, the, Eddie died in two thousand five. So two years later, Chris Benoit wrestled his last televised match. Two right. years later, two years later, he he had m- went to WWF at the time. 
Okay. Um, WWF bought another wrestling organization called ECW, which um, is more like a very extreme wrestling, like barbed wire and crazy stuff. Um, He was supposed to wrestle another um, guy to see who would hold that ECW championship that they brought over from that organization when they bought it. Mm. Um, That wrestler was CM Punk. You probably have heard of him too. Um, So this was at a pay-per-view and the, within a week later, him, his wife and his son, Daniel, that was between, you know, with Nancy were all found dead in their home. What? What? Um, They lived in, they lived in Fayetteville, (laughs) Georgia. Um, Around 2.30 p.m. on June 25th, 2007, the police entered the home on a welfare check after several missed appointments. And some of those appointments, by the way, were work, oh. um, which I'll get into here shortly. Um, they, all three bodies were found in the home. Investigators confirmed that Benoit murdered his wife and oh, son and then committed suicide over oh. a three-day period. Three days? So one day he killed one, another day he killed another one, and on the third day he killed himself. Why? Nobody knows. Now, after the the bodies were found, nobody knew what had happened originally. They just knew that all three were found dead. Yeah. It was reported to WWF, who... As they do when wrestlers die, they do a tribute. And this is a picture of that same day that they were found. Oh, no. (laughs) Vince McMahon, the owner of WWF, in the ring, giving a memorial to Chris Benoit. Not knowing what what had happened. Oh, shit. So... (laughs) (laughs) After they found out, obviously, they... Changed their their, their plans. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, according to investigators, uh, Benoit killed his wife, leaving her bound at the ankles and wrists, and covered with a sheet in a in a room in their home. A Bible was left by her body. She died of asphyxiation. Oh. She had bruises on her back and stomach consistent with someone mm-hmm. pressing a knee into their back while pulling something around their neck. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, later on, a co-worker, Chavo, who we mentioned earlier, oh, being yeah. uh, the cousin of Eddie Guerrero, Chavo said he received a voice message from Chris stating he missed his flight and overslept and would be late for that night's house show in Texas that he was supposed to be at. Oh. Um, according to WWE or WWF at the time, uh, Chavo called Benoit back and got him on the phone. Oh, he answered? He answered. He sounded tired, groggy, and he confirmed everything he had said in the voicemail. He was missed his flight, overslept, uh, everything. Uh, concerned about his tone of voice and demeanor, um, he called him back several minutes later. Because, oh. like, they got done with the call, and he's like, man, he just did not sound Something right. didn't feel good. I'm yeah. going to call him back again. Um, when he called him back minutes later, he did not answer the call. Oh. Um, and he left a voice message saying, just call me back. Benoit called him back, stating that he did not answer the phone because he was on the phone with Delta Airlines changing his flight. He stated Uh that he had a real stressful day due to Nancy and Daniel being sick with food poisoning. He told him that Nancy was throwing up blood and that Daniel was also throwing up. So he's basically calling in sick. Yeah, he's calling, yeah. He's setting it, setting up a story. Evidently, between the two killings, Dang. he also called WWE, <laughs> like calling into work. Yeah. 
uh-huh. stating that his son was throwing up and he and Nancy were in the hospital with his son and that he would be taking a later flight to Texas, but would make the live event. What? So this, uh, see, when it's was very the live odd. event? Yeah. That, that night. That night. So did he play? Oh, I don't know. It makes me think he planned on killing them and just showing up for the live It's event. so weird. Yeah. Like, why would you say you're going to be there when you don't plan on being there? Unless they didn't want him to bother him, I guess. I don't know. It's a weird situation. His demeanor does not make sense in a lot of ways, um, which you'll get into more of this in a minute. But um, so we went over how the uh, Nancy died. Yeah. Daniel was also suffocated um, in his bedroom. There was a Bible left by his body as well. Um, There... They think that he may have used a chokehold on him to kill him. Oh, my gosh. Um, How old was he? Well, he was seven because oh he was born God. in 2000 and this was uh, 2007. Chokehold on a seven-year-old? Yeah. Did they know who died first? Uh, I'm assuming the mother died first and the son. She would have killed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, uh-uh. Um, but... Um, oh uh, it said that he had internal injuries to the throat, uh, showed no bruising. So that's why they don't think it was a, something wrapped around his neck or hands. Oh, I think, I think it, was it was a chokehold. Choke because if you pressure. use your arm, yeah. Um, cough is one pipe. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they think it was locked in the crook of his arm in chokehold. Um, he texted several of his coworkers. Um, from both his phone and his wife's phone. What? And the text stated his address, <laughs> which they would have known, which is very odd. Yeah. Um, and then some of the messages state things like, the dogs are in the enclosed pool area, garage side door is open. What? Yes. Like he's trying to invite somebody over? Because they gave the address and said the dogs are locked up. And the the address open. I don't get. I don't get why you would give people at your address if they already know where you live. But the other part of it, the dogs are in the enclosed area, side doors open. It was almost like you can telling someone how to get in so they could find them. Oh. But giving the address makes it very odd to me. So and true. Unless did he know? I don't know. Unless he just was wasn't thinking, didn't think at the time they had his address, right? I don't know. I don't know. I would assume his family would have or his friends would have had his address. Oh yeah, I would assume. This picture is the last picture ever taken of Chris Benoit. It was taken supposedly either the day before this happened. Or he was out and about hours beforehand. It's like in that time period. It's literally right before it happened. His eyes just look dead, like he's empty. (laughs) You can tell he's just staring like off into... He's empty. You don't usually get pictures that close to something like that either. So that's kind of odd that, you know, we have that. Yeah. But you can just tell he wasn't... Um, since then, um, WWE has distanced themselves from Chris Benoit, even though he is a very well-known part of their history. Um, he has been removed from their, ro- their roster of history. Oh. They removed Merchandise? Him. Merchandise. Um, Dang. Uh, he's not even listed as being a previous wrestler at WWE. That's what? how far they've gone. Oh my gosh. The only time you ever hear They're mad at him. Yeah. The only time you ever hear them mention his name is if an announcer is talking about a um a record or something and they'll say the only other person who's ever done something like that would be Chris Benoit. Like they yeah. only mention it like that. Uh, yeah. They do not go into depth and talk about him and they try to stay away from saying his name if they can. Oh my gosh, see? 
what happens when you embarrass them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. So Chris, we've gotten we've gotten into how his wife and his son died. Yes. Chris died of asphyxiation as well. Oh. He was found hanging by a cord of his weight machine in his basement. Oh. He basically tied it to his neck and then put it on the weights and then released the weights. Oh. 240 pounds. Did he break his neck? Which weighed more than he did, caused his strangulation. I was figuring it was snapped his neck. They, I guess mm-hmm. they, uh, they, the seat was against the machine and the pull dar- down bar to really lift the weights was removed as well. So oh. it was just that wrapped around so his there neck. So no way he's back. the weights drop that. and pull. Yeah, he wasn't going to. Oh. No. There's no evidence of any suicide note of any kind. That's weird. Making it very difficult to understand any possible motives for his actions if he indeed did them. Yeah. Because he didn't, yeah, you don't, there's no reason for him to do it, so it's weird to. Yeah. Weird. So, steroids were found in the home, leading some of the media to think that steroid induced rage is what caused this. Ah. Um, but to take his own life, though. I know. this yeah. gets It gets even weirder. Um, doctors have linked steroid use to uncontrollable anger, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. We know about roid rage. Yes. Um, physical findings announced by authority, authorities indicate uh, deliberation, not rage. So that's why they're confused. Basically, it's... Oh, yeah, the texts. And- yeah, the texts... Um, mm. the fact that he killed himself afterwards, this all seems like he, it was something planned out as opposed to just a rage event. Yeah. Uh, so episode. roid rage doesn't fit or make sense. Does it? Did they actually drug screen him? Cause you said they're found in the house and they're found, I don't care where they're found. I want to know if they're found in him. So, yeah, we're going to go into that as well. That's that's like, that's what I want to know. Yeah. Another part of the reason they think that it wasn't rage is because of the time period between killing his wife and his son. This this gives um, reasonable thought that it was deliberate and planned out. Because, like I said, you go from one to the next the next day and then yeah, it's just a cooling down period yeah it's not like it's just all rage at once hmm. um this is a picture of the vigil outside their home Aww. um people brought flowers letters all kinds of stuff all right here is the uh weight bench oh it's a little bit blurry of a photo but yeah, yeah. Weight bench. It's got a towel on there. You can see he's got the seat pushed back, and the ro- the uh, thing is up here where the weights would have hooked. Was a towel around his neck? Yes. See, that's how some people can tell from a murder from suicide. Because if you're going to do suicide, you put the towel there so it doesn't pinch. If someone you know yep. kills you, they don't think to do that. That's why I was asking: is that towel around his neck? There's a few photos of the inside of their home, um, the way it was found. Oh. Looks pretty messy. He didn't have a maid. Well, it's just weird because, I don't know, they, they it wasn't always like this. Yeah. It's like... Why are those... Those couches are pushed together like he's creating a playpen or something. Like the kid was supposed yeah. to stay in there. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Chips, yeah. plates. There's Another a debit one. card. <laughs> yeah. Shoe. Oh. So, yeah, it's just a, a very odd scenario all, overall. Uh, yeah. So, prosecutors during their investigation, I mentioned steroids, yes. um, found that um, deliveries were received from a signature pharmacy and a MedX Life pharmacy, which sold steroids and human growth hormone over the internet. 
Oh. Um, a gentleman named Terrence Kindlin, who was the lawyer for MedX Life, um, denied allegations that his client's company sold steroids to Benoit, <laughs> even though <laughs> they know deliveries were made. Yeah. Um, oh. The, it's like, do they have a website? He's like, that ain't us. <laughs> the co-owner of that company, Gary Brandenwine, uh, pleaded not guilty to six counts in New York <laughs> State Court related to the criminal sale of a controlled substance. One may. <laughs> According to a report from Sports Illustrated, three packages sent to Benoit were from Signature Pharmacy and the first one sent in December. Um, so, And the second package was sent February. Uh, third package sent July. I'm just like, I'm picturing the prosecution going through this. Like, we got tracking numbers, <laughs> times they were picked up, times it was dropped off and delivered. And um, In that same investigation, like, other wrestlers were named as well <laughs> as receiving from the same companies. They <laughs> called so out their client list, too. They're like, uh, you didn't do this, huh? Well, you did one? it for all these other people, too. <laughs> the go. list involves... Oh, God. <laughs> Kurt Angle which is an Olympic wrestler who turned into a WWE wrestler. So oh. he's actually pretty well known. Mm -hmm. um, the one who died in the earlier in this story, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Randy Orton. Oh. <laughs> and uh, several others. I can see the Randy Orton. <laughs> I see that one. <laughs> uh, WWE also, um, through their lawyer, stated that they didn't believe, based on the investigation, that... Um, it had anything to do with roid rage. So oh, even though it's well known that steroids yeah. were delivered to the home many, many times. That's weird. So oh. um, uh, at, the press, at a press conference held um, at the Georgia Bureau of Investigations. GBI. GBI. It was announced that three different drugs were found in Nancy's system. Oh. Hydrocodone, hydromorphone, and Xanax. Oh. All three were found um, to be at levels considered normal for therapeutic treatment. Oh. So nothing crazy. Okay. No. Okay. Um, blood alcohol level was found to be 0.184. Mm. Um, let's see here. It was ruled out that uh, she was sedated or anything. So they, they were worried that, she, like, he drugged her and then choked her. But Man, I, they, they warn you not to drink alcohol with your Xanax and stuff, though, and mess you up. The odd other part of this was Xanax was also found in Daniel's system. What? Yeah. Well, he wasn't. She, he shouldn't have it. Yeah. Um, Is that what he's injected with, the needle marks? We don't know. Oh it was gosh. not a drug that would be given to someone his age. No. Um, it is believed that Daniel was sedated prior to being murdered. So was it liquid Xanax or pill Xanax? It doesn't say. Um, but if it's from his mother's uh, pills, it would have been a pill form. So I know sometimes they'll ask, do you want liquid or pill? And so I was wondering if she had a lick for her Xanax was liquid. He just sucked some up and injected it in him to knock yeah. him out. Oh my gosh. So the other odd part of this is, um, Chris was also on Xanax and hydrocodone. <laughs> they also said it was for enough for therapeutic use, okay. but I find it odd that everybody in this house was on right. Xanax. What kind of? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even the child. So even it's the just seven-year-old was having a rough time. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Um, they tested Benoit's blood. Um, he did have steroids in his system, but uh, nothing recent. Oh what? Um, and his blood alcohol level was negative, so he hadn't drank and he hadn't done any drugs, and he hadn't had steroids in his system for a little while. So it wasn't any Roy Drage incident after all. The hell? Yeah. Um, 
other investigations uh, as to what the motive could have been or what had caused Chris to just do this out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, one theory is head injuries. That's what I was fixing to ask. So Chris Benoit was known for taking, I don't know if you know what this is, but chair shots. So have you, you've, you've seen on wrestling where they take a chair and they hit them with it, right? Yeah. But it's usually their back. He gets hit He in the used head. to get hit in the head. Well, you also said he does that head And he dive. also does a head butt yep, dive. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. I was like, well, maybe it's, he hit his head a little too much. So since that was a theory, they decided to take a look at his brain. Here is a picture of a healthy brain tissue versus Chris Benoit's. Oh, yeah, it's different. It's definitely different. Besides the staining difference, there's definitely... Yeah. Yeah. Is that like a dead spot? It looks like... Yeah. To me, it looks like dead cells and things just not... Yeah, he's got huge dark spots like it's dead spots. Mm-hmm. Gray areas or whatever. Oh. Yeah. Um, other reports... Um, um, from people who knew them say that after Eddie Guerrero died, remember he was distant? Yeah. They said he was also very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Paranoid? No. He acted very paranoid. Um, some people believed that his behaviors were um, similar to someone who had um, schizophrenia. Uh-huh. But there's never been any di- official diagnosis of that because he's never been treated for it. Uh-huh. Did he ever go to get checked out? I don't for believe it? so. That's a question, yeah. Can't get diagnosed if you don't go. So, yep. Huh. Here is part of the report. Autopsy report? Look at you. But uh, it just kind of says what what they declared it. They declared it a Cause suicide. Death, manner of death. Yep, manner of death, all that stuff. It tells who the um, coroner was. They identified him by photo ID? Yeah, I thought that was odd. That's all you need to, huh? You're like, he kind of looks like this license photo. Yeah, I thought that was very odd. That is. And it even says on there, cause of death hanging. Yeah. So, so as I mentioned before, um, Chris had uh, a son and a daughter from his previous marriage. Mm-hmm. This is his oldest son oh. with his youngest Younger son, Daniel. the one that passed away. His oldest son, David. Oh. Um, this is him more recently. Um, he's given tons of interviews on his dad. Yeah. Uh, and just talked about how he never understood what happened. Because, I don't know, he just, he never saw his dad, like, to be someone who would do anything like this. Yeah. He looks like Chris. Kinda. He looks a lot like him. Yeah. Because uh, of the way the picture's all blurry and dark, he almost looked like he's from Intervention or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh. <laughs> no. He looks like Chris, a lot like Chris. Yeah. <sighs> so, it is widely believed that Chris murdered his wife and son and then took his own life. Mm-hmm. But, the, based on the evidence and things that are tossed around and things people find out, there are people out there who believe he was actually innocent. So, I'm going to go over some of their reasons. Okay, you convinced me. Okay. <laughs> uh, now, with these, these are merely theories. Um, I'm not saying I agree with them. I'm just, <laughs> in fairness, giving a different point of view on this subject. You pull um, out aliens. <laughs> no, no aliens, I promise. Okay. Uh, so Chavo mm-hmm. said he talked to Chris for approximately, remember when yeah, you were on the phone? Yeah. For approximately 45 minutes. Okay. Chris stated that he heard in the middle of this phone call, which WWE never mentioned this before. 
Yeah. But Chavo, when he was interviewed, stated this. He said that he heard a knock on the door while he was on the phone with Chris. Chris said that he was going to go see who it was. Chavo stated that he heard a scuffle and then the line went dead. Chris was finally reached again about three hours later. Chavo said that he seemed, that's when he seemed groggy and tired and sounded odd. Chris told Chavo he loved him, which is an odd statement to just randomly say, I love you, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, But uh, Chavo said it sounded forced. But he's not, did he ever mention this before? Yes, Chavo stated this in an interview. I'm going back over stuff that wasn't in official reports. Okay, I didn't know. But he, he did say. He's like, yeah, I called him. He sounded rough. And then like years later, he's like, you know what? Now I'm thinking about it. I didn't know if it popped up randomly no, later. No, no, this was... From the start, it He was gave there. this in interviews. Okay, um, that makes a difference. A representative from um, WWE uh, who was... The person, so this isn't an official WWE statement, but the the actual worker who received the call. Mm-hmm. Remember, he said, uh, I said that he called work as well. Well, when he talked to them, they said that he seemed very out of, out of it and strange as well. And he also told that person, "I love you." Uh, it's odd. It's odd, but I, this doesn't sway me though. Okay. so let's see chris's cell phone that he spoke to chavo on is missing it was never found even though it was in the house yeah during all this nobody's ever Mm -hmm. found that cell phone um you remember i said that there was no steroids found in his body at the time yeah but there was steroids all over the house Mm -hmm. but none in his system Okay. They found empty beer cans all over, but remember his toxicology was negative. But Nancy had some in her system, didn't she? Eh, very small. Point one. Okay. Not a huge amount. A beer day. <laughs> but th- there was a lot of beer cans. Like somebody would be plastered. Oh, I was like, there's a lot of trash in general. No alcohol in his body, but there was pla- there's beer cans mm-hmm. everywhere. Like somebody would, who would have been just drinking like crazy. Hmm. Um, now this I can't confirm. But some people have said that Nancy's death was posted on the internet 14 hours before her body was found, which seems kind of odd. That is odd. Going back to the drinking, though, if he killed the first person on day one and then didn't off himself till day three, if he quit drinking after he killed the first person for just depression reasons or whatever, then he would have been alcohol-free by the time. That's possible. I mean, yeah. it's definitely if a way to look at it. Putting it back, yeah, and then killed his Nancy and just quit drinking, just kind of hung around, moped mm-hmm. around. Yeah, he would have been negative by the time. That's he's another died. one. Mm-hmm. Um, so another random piece of information that was thrown out um, was that you remember Kevin, Kevin Sullivan, yeah. Nancy's ex-husband. Oh yeah, he threatened to kill Chris multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Probably. Which I could understand. Yeah. It's like, okay. S- supposedly one of the days during the murder yeah. was the 10-year anniversary of their divorce. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, but it also could have been a big F you from Chris's side, too. <laughs> could have been. I don't you know. You never know. I don't know. The other Fishy, piece, of, yes. the other piece of that Kevin Sullivan situation yeah. was the uh, satanic cult uh, gimmick that they had when they were wrestling. Yeah. Now this part, I don't throw any weight into this at all. <laughs> but supposedly, it wasn't just an act. Like he was a satanist. I'm okay. like, okay. Does it matter? <sighs> That's like saying that person's Blasphemy. Jewish, so they're doing this. Like he, so they're just, doing my taxes. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, you can't Ugh. just say just because somebody is a specific belief. Right. Anyway, so you remember yeah. I said that he was getting um, paranoid? Yeah. Um, so I guess weeks before, Chris began taking alternate routes to and from work 
and Chris and Nancy both mentioned to friends and family that they felt someone was following them. Nancy did too? Yes. Hmm. If it's just Chris, I'd be like... Yep, not just Chris. That That's what I was thinking too. If, if it had just been but Chris... But was she... You know what I'm saying? Was it peer pressure her saying it? Because if you know. were like, someone's following us, someone's following us, I'd be like, someone's following us. You know, if Dad, I was on the phone with Dad, I'd be like, someone's following us. Yeah. But does that mean someone's actually following me when I'm by myself driving someplace? I don't know. That could be different. Yeah. If it was just him freaking out and her picking up on him freaking out and just believing him. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the last piece of these theories. Kevin. Oh, the theories. Um, is kind of a far-fetched. Well, they're all far-fetched. But this one goes really far into conspiracy theories. Oh, no. So... <laughs> Within that same year, uh-huh. uh, multiple other wrestlers have died. What? Bam Bam Bigelow, a bunch of other... There's a lot of wrestlers within... A, the one that fell and broke his neck, was that during that time? No, no, that was not during... Well, actually, yes, it was. Um, he I'm fell pretty sure it was. into the ring? Yeah, uh, Owen Hart. We yeah. talked about the hearts earlier. I'm pretty sure. It, oh. I'm tur- pretty sure it's in that same time period. This all happened. Um, so, it, and the oh. other part of that is I, which we all I, I explained earlier that wrestling is scripted, so they know who's going to win what and when. Uh-huh. Evidently, all of these people that that during this time period all died. Right after winning the belt. What? I was jumping on this conspiracy thing and going the other way because you said Owen Hart. Uh huh. Didn't he train at uh, he the trained Hart's at, dad? I yeah. was wondering if the other ones that died also trained from him. That's something worth looking into. I don't know. Ah, yeah, I don't think popped up. In my I don't head think Bam like, Bam Bigelow would have. And oh, then like, you had um, Eddie Guerrero who died previously. Yeah. I I don't know. There. That's what I was wondering. That one, I'm not sure. To that company there, the Stampede. The other wrestlers that I mentioned were Bam Bam Bigelow, Sherry Martell, Brian Adams, Johnny Crush. I mentioned Eddie Guerrero before. Mm -hmm. Brian Pillman. um, He was known as Flying Brian. Flying Brian Pillman did train at the Heart Dungeon. I remember that. I'm on to something. I don't know about the rest of these. Yeah, I'm going to have to look it up. But Benoit, Hart. Uh, Owen Hart, Brian Pillman, yeah. all trained at that place. I'm going to have to look the rest of them up. I think I made another conspiracy theory. And like I said, they were all they all died as they were planned to win oh, title yeah. belts. Too. The belt. Every one of these people. Hmm. Um, other people have mentioned that it is weird for him to tie up his wife, considering how much bigger and stronger he was than her. I don't know. That's well, yeah, maybe he just didn't want to fight. Yeah, that's <laughs> like I wouldn't want smacked. Toxicology, like I said, said that the medications in their system, other than the child, would have been for normal therapeutic use. But other mm-hmm. people contend that the medications in that combination would make them feel sleepy. I don't know. Possible? Yeah. So there's a lot, lot, <laughs> a lot of theories out there. Um, there yeah. Whether you believe the theories of his innocence or the story yeah. as reported that he killed it. Either way, it's a very sad case. A mother, father, and a child all lost mm-hmm. senselessly with no cr- clear reason as to why. Yeah. And that is the story of Chris Benoit. Ah. Something in my eye. Oh, no! What was more aggravating, this eyelash or that <laughs> ending? Um, like I said, that damn. this this goes into my. There's no closure, which I hate, because there they, we don't know why. Yeah, that's the problem. I think it's close because I think they got it right, but I don't know the why. I tend to think they're right as well. Yeah, just because the I'm scan sure. of his brain, the constant head injuries. Um, the paranoia, all that's kind of a mental thing, I think. Yeah. And the fact that the towel was there. Because if someone's going to hang you, they're just going to hang you. 
If you're going to hang yourself, you don't want that thing pinching you, too. True. You don't want to be in that much pain. You just want to go. So you normally, yeah. the towel's there. Yeah. You think of yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I think that um, most likely it is just as described. Just breakdown. Yeah, that he killed his wife, killed his son, killed himself. The reason why we can only guess... Yeah, there's not a clear reason he didn't leave a suicide note. He didn't leave any sign as to why. Mm-hmm. But he it sounded it kind of felt like he texted like, a, "Hey, the dogs are up. Come in the side door. It's unlocked. Like <laughs> you know, yeah. come and find us this way." It's weird. Yeah, so it's weird. Like he laid it out to come find us, but he didn't lay out why he did it. No, I still think the the added information of the address was weird. It was weird. But also, if it was a mental thing, it could have been like... Maybe. He's like, here's my address. This is how you get in the door. Yeah. Like, they're going to show this to the cops, you know, kind of thing. Could <laughs> like, be. Yeah, it could just be in, but I don't know. Overall, it's just a very weird story. Very sad um, story. Very sad story. Um, and not to give props to anybody, but I was a big fan of Chris Benoit. So when that happened, I was shocked. Um, I remember watching him when I was a kid. He was a great wrestler. I mean, I watched him. I don't. I was a Stone Cold Steve Austin (laughs) and Triple H. Yeah, this was before them. Mm -hmm. Um, But Undertaker, I didn't really. Chris Benoit is actually considered by most people who pay attention to wrestling as probably one of the best wrestlers of all time. Yeah, so, and the fact that, the fact that this, because of this, he will never be in like the hall of fame. He'll never yeah, any of that cool. because of what he did. And I, I completely agree. Like there's, I, they shouldn't be <sighs> celebrating someone like that, but at the same time, it's I'm like torn. I'm like they shouldn't be but then if it was a mental disease a mental disorder a breakdown he couldn't help yeah then that's shitty because he worked hard for what he you know he worked hard for his achievements and to put him to kick him down because of a mental breakdown he couldn't prevent and stop I get that I get I, that yeah but it's just time, there's it's like uh, there's no way of knowing a hundred percent it's no not like he sure. had it's if not it like was, he had like a, a diagnosis on file. Yeah. It's and even then, I don't know if they would have, if like WWE or whoever would, would be like, well, it was because of this. So yeah, let's no. just let it slide. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to do that. Like, no. <laughs> but I mean, been. even they have um, acknowledged that it could have been because of head injuries. Yeah. It just been. And the head injuries were done. For their their product, yeah. So they're not letting it slide for that reason. They're not going to let it slide for a mental illness. No, true. So, but yeah, I I think it's horrible what he did. Mm-hmm. If if he in fact did it, which I believe he did. Yeah, I believe he did too. Um, but at the same time, like I said, he's probably one of the best wrestlers of all time, and definitely one of my favorites. So it's very sad. And I yes. feel very sad for the family because, yeah. like I said, it, if he just had wanted to kill himself, that's one thing. But he took, he took his yeah, wife and his son with him. with him. Just horrible. Mm-hmm. Don't take nobody with you. No. I mean, don't do any of it. Anyway. If you've got if you got people that care about you, I, I would hate that you did it to yourself. Yeah. But yeah, definitely don't take people with you. They didn't make that decision to go. So no, call somebody. Yeah. I mean, and even if it's just you and you're not bringing someone with you, call someone. Yes. Call someone. He could have called, he could have called up Chavo and just had a really good conversation. They come over here and just talk to me. They could have went out and had a beer and like just kind of hung out and sometimes it's just like just come over here and just when I see you I'm just gonna start crying and you just sit there and let me cry for an hour and then yeah sometimes it's that kind of thing 
But yeah, that that's it. That's the whole story that's as sad. far as what we know. Oh, <laughs> that's sad. Yeah. Now, the reason we're doing this now, <laughs> yeah, I, I've talked about doing it forever, mm-hmm. but the reason we're doing this now is for uh, about three different reasons. Yeah, it keeps popping up. <laughs> more reasons as we travel. Uh, one, um, the first reason is uh, I, I'm doing a case because it, my birthday's coming up, so... I felt like, you know, it's a good time for me to do it. Second reason um, is there is a pay-per-view coming up as well. So it's called Payback. And since it's happening around my birthday, I figure let's do the wrestling story. So that was the plan. But the other day, as we were planning this, (sighs) one of my favorite, well, my favorite wrestler passes away. Yeah. Bray Wyatt. Um, evidently he had COVID started to get over it, but it did something to him and caused him to have a heart issue. And then he had a heart attack and died. So this kind of, it kind of weird that it comes as we were going to do this anyway, but kind of falls in the line with the whole wrestling thing anyway. So we figured we'd bring that up. Um, odd thing. Um, about that is my dad who passed away recently passed away very similarly and Bray Wyatt was actually one of his favorite wrestlers Mm -hmm. as well Um, and my dad died about a week was it about about a week after his birthday yeah and Bray Wyatt dies about a week before mine Oh, so it's just a weird coincidence that all of that kind of fell together, but yeah, just weird. But yeah, um, Bray Wyatt, another great wrestler. Mm -hmm. Um, Bray Wyatt's just different. He is very different, very Um, unique, and that's he's he's very creative. Mm -hmm. He comes up with characters that are just out of this world. Um, just psychotic people, like just mm-hmm. I don't know. He just plays these characters, and he does, it well. he does them so he well. Has fun. He he, does. He's he's definitely gonna be missed. Mm-hmm. Um, and from my understanding, um, um, we're filming this on a Saturday. You guys are probably gonna watch this on a Tuesday, but yeah. um, on Friday, which is yesterday for us. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they uh, they do SmackDown, which is a WWE show. Um, and from my understanding, I haven't watched it yet because we've been on the road. But they um, they did a whole thing for him, similar mm-hmm. to what they did for Chris Benoit when he had died originally, um, but a lot more in depth. Um, and evidently, another wrestler had died same day. Oh. Um, He's actually, uh, I believe, a Hall of Famer, definitely a legend. Oh. Um, you remember I was talking about those hardcore matches with barbed wire and stuff? Yeah. One of the top people in that type of match died recently. He's an older man now. Like, oh, but uh, Terry Funk. Terry oh. Funk. Um, my, that's another person my dad would have really, really yeah. yeah, been like, oh. wow, yeah. Um. Yeah, so Those are like you have the Navy two Seals wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, so you have two two very big name wrestlers dying in the same day. One old school legend, mm-hmm. the other very much in his prime and yeah, yeah. Just it's just a sad day for wrestling. So it is tough and then I'm doing this story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just hits yeah. from everywhere. It's so weird that all of that kind of fell, right? Yeah. I, I mean, we didn't plan the to do this at the same time as the Bray Wyatt thing or anything. No. So it's just kind of weird. it was your birthday. It was because it was my birthday and payback was coming. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's that's it for that. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad. Yeah. 
All of them are sad, but yeah, all of these cases are sad. But this one, this one just hits differently for me because I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. So, my dad used to take me to wrestling when I was little. I am happy to have it uh, as an adult have taken my dad to a wrestling match. So, Aww. I need to take good. my mom. She died. Yeah. She was so excited to be going with Brayden and us that one time. She's so excited. Yeah. <laughs> she got Brayden's tickets. She got matching shirts. Because she was a what? She hates Roman, and Brayden loves Roman Reigns. So they're, they're fighting the whole time. Now, there were rumors that um, since Roman Reigns has the two, the Raw and the SmackDown belt, yeah, and yeah. they converted and gave him and started that new belt for him, the yeah. other ones are technically not. Needed anymore? Yeah. Um, there are rumors that he is giving the blue one, the SmackDown belt, to Bray Wyatt's family. Oh. Rumors. Nice. I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Bray Wyatt. He's married. Um, married to another, fe- a female wrestler who doesn't should. wrestle anymore. I don't believe. Um, and they have children. So. Oh. Yeah. Sad thoughts to them. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, let's just run through the spiel, I guess. Yeah. Get your end credits. Because yeah. I don't know them. I can't do that part. <laughs> you got to be you, you and me it. this episode. We're, so we're on all social media other than TikTok. Or no, no. I keep saying that every Twitter. time. Other than we're Twitter. On, um, Stitch now. TikTok. Stitch. Is that what it's called? No, threads. threads. Sorry, Stitch, Threads, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> threads. So, yes, we're on everything except Facebook, for Twitter, TikTok, which Twitter Snapchat. is now called X. It's not even called Twitter anymore. Big X, like don't just download. An X, just like X, like X. Nope. X marks the thing you don't want. <laughs> just click the X. Uh, <laughs> so we're everywhere else. It's at Love and Luminal for all of those. Just Google it. Google us. Um, if uh, you can also get linked to all those social networks on our website, as well as find us uh, for uh, to listen to our podcasts on any service. So if you want to listen to us or if you want to watch us, just go to loveandluminol.com and you can link to whatever service you want us on. Um, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you ever want to watch the episodes, we are we have them on YouTube and Spotify mm-hmm. just for reference. Because I know a lot of people just listen. And, yeah. And we're talking about this picture right here. And I'm <laughs> like, I wonder what they think when they listen. Like, I wish I could look at those pictures. Yeah, they're like, aww. So, And then yes. we don't even describe it. We're like, oh, yeah, look at Yeah, look like, at that Aw. picture. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The, the episodes, we, we, we film them uh, meant for viewing. So you yeah. get to see the pictures and everything. Um, so... All the other services put it out as audio. Yeah, so. sorry. So if you're listening to it as audio, feel free to go to YouTube and watch it or Google. go to Spotify yeah. and watch it. Uh, like I said, loveandluminol.com, our website, you, it has links to all our audio and video, whichever service you want to go to. Yes. Um, but uh, so like and subscribe if you like the episode or if you want to continue to see our or listen to our episodes. <laughs> See or listen. And miss um, out on pictures. Yeah. But um, also our email, if you guys have any case suggestions. I'm trying to find some controversial ones. I know there's Elisa Lamb, Kurt Cobain, those ones. But I'm trying to find some more. If you guys know yeah. any you want me to check out, possibly cover, you can email us. Go to the website or email loveandluminal at gmail. Let me know. I'll check into it. You can also go to the website I mentioned previously. There is a contact form. You can use that way, too. Yeah. Send us some suggestions. No nudes. No nudes. (laughs) She wants them. I don't. (laughs) She wants to see the nudes. I don't. Yeah. She's into that kind of thing. Just put in the subject for Cynthia's eyes only. (laughs) Nudes for Cynthia's eyes only. (laughs) Also, yeah. Anything else you want to add? Besides nudes, <laughs> no. Any local cases too in the quad state area: Illinois, Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee. That's more than Michigan. quad. Yeah, any of that area. <laughs> That's more than quad. That's like 
I don't the know. That's more the penta. <laughs> the hexagon the state area. Just throw those in there too. I'm trying to find some different yeah. ones. I got a list, but I'm adding some every day. Sorry, I'm yawning. It's what, like one o'clock in the morning, I think. <laughs> Two a.m. See, I listened to him a whole episode, and didn't yawn, and I talked for five minutes. And you're like, mm. <laughs> happens all the time. You, you guys probably see me randomly yawn in episodes anyway, because we usually film these late at night. Yeah. But anyway, all right, that's it for me. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Bye. Mm-hmm.